Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa, all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. Earlier this year, I was listening to a podcast, which, spoiler alert, Sarah and I really love podcasts, so we listen to a lot of them. <laughs> but uh, it was it was a challenge to sit down and write down what you thought success looked like. And I'd never really done that before of like what my success markers were for myself, not not anybody else's, not the world's, what I thought success looked like. And so I did this. I sat down and I wrote it down and I was shocked at what I discovered in this in that I had already hit most of the marks that I thought of that were success, but yet I didn't feel like a success. So I got caught up in the world and I got caught up in the, like, you're not successful because you're not making this amount of money or you don't have this many employees or you've done this thing that every successful business has done. And so I thought I wasn't a success, but when I sat down and I actually wrote it out, I was like, okay, I'm there. Not, not that, not that we're ever there, right? (laughs) We're never there. But if I was closer than I thought I was and that I needed to have a different perspective on what success looks like. It's so easy to get stuck in the cycle of I'm not successful. I'm not getting the progress that I wanted. I'm just a failure. My business isn't working. I'm ready to quit. <laughs> We've had some recent episodes you could go back and listen to about some of that, you know, just getting in that cycle. But it's not necessarily true, right? We're just stuck in a moment. And so we have to have a way, some definition or process or system that we use to define success and measure our success so that we see clearly what we're actually experiencing in our business. Hopefully today, the goal of this episode is to to redefine success and to give you a little bit of encouragement in life in that maybe you don't want a six-figure business. Maybe you just want more time with your family. Maybe you don't want to have to drive to the office an hour each way. And maybe success looks like being able to work from home. Or some of those markers that aren't necessarily what the world says, but you need to think about what success is for you. And so we're going to dive into redefining success and and all that encompasses. This is such a great topic because it's so easy in the busyness of life and owning a business and being a mom and running all the places to lose sight of what that looks like. And I I had a moment a few weeks ago where, you know, I've shared a little bit that that this season in my business, I'm kind of reevaluating what I want to do, how I want to do it. And I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. You know, it's easy to get into that woe is me. But we had a series of events that occurred. I can't even remember all of the details. And I just had this moment where I, I thought to myself, if I were still working my regular job, my school administrator job, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the things that had happened. I forget what it was, picking my kids up from school, helping a friend who was recently you know, diagnosed with an illness. I, I couldn't have done any of those things. And I was like, oh, this is why I started my own business so that I could do this so that I could have that free time and that space. 
this is success. This is why I'm doing it. But I had lost sight of that because I was just looking at my bank account or my client list or whatever. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share today around this because I think we all struggle with defining success for ourselves and not getting wrapped up in what everybody else is doing. So the first way that I think we can do this is to take an inventory, kind of like I did after that podcast. So you're now listening to a podcast that is encouraging you to do this, is to write down what success looks like for you. What does that look like for you? And so I'm going to be super vulnerable with you right now. And I'm going to, I opened up to my journal and on April 3rd of 2023, this is what I wrote of my success of what I look like. Um, What does success look like to me? A business that I love that I can sustain, where I can serve God and others through that business, where I can easily drop things to help those that I love and leave town without too much trouble. And if my income could sustain our family, if something happened and Chris lost his income, then I would feel like a success. And that's what I wrote down. And I have hit most of those, not every single one of them, but I've hit most of those things. And therefore, it was so encouraging to me when I wrote those things down of like, hey, I am doing this thing. I am making it happen. And I just felt so encouraged by being able to look through those things. Those are amazing things too that I could not have said about my regular quote unquote nine to five job. Right. And that's why owning a business is so amazing because those things are possible. Having a business that I love. I I did love the work that I was doing before, but it wasn't this passion for me like owning a business is now. There's just something different about it. And having a business where I can easily drop things and go help others and pick up my kids if they get sick and not have to take time off of work. And, you know, we have family coming into town. We were able to take a trip to go to Costa Rica this, this you know, this month. Those things were not possible with a regular job. They are possible with an online business, a service-based business, a business that we're building. But we lose sight that that's why we're doing this because we just look at the dollar amount. Yes, and we can't get caught up in that. But having this guide, having this inventory to be able to look back on, I was even able to flip back through my journal and look, just, you know, April 3rd, this is what I wrote down. And it was like, okay, I'm doing this. I can do this. So having that guide of where where you are, where you want to go, maybe you want to keep it in a Google Doc. Maybe you want to mm-hmm. keep it in a note on your phone. Maybe you want to keep it digitally somewhere. I, I just like to journal. I'm a little bit more analog in that way. And it was just helpful for me to write that those thoughts down. So having an inventory is so helpful. The second thing you need to know is that failure is inevitable. And this is something we don't like to hear and we don't like to talk about. But as a business owner, you have to be comfortable with failure. You just have to. You have to be in a way that you didn't before if you had a you know regular job or weren't working at all. This is something you've got to become so familiar with and comfortable with and not let it um, throw you. It used to throw me for like weeks at a time when I would fail. Now, if it's a pretty big failure, I've got about a 24-hour turnaround. You're Mm -hmm. allowed to feel those feelings yes, and, you know, have that. But it's like, okay, now what am I going to do about it? Because I own a business. I got to get back on my feet. But we've got to be real comfortable with failure. And this is not talked about often enough. And a lot of times people who are at the top you know, they look like they're at the top and they're killing it. I have heard more recently, they're starting, people are starting to get more vulnerable, but I heard somebody, gosh, uh, that is like a huge business owner that has made millions of dollars. They were like, yeah, my, 
I had a launch that was a complete failure. I mean, we've heard there's a story of a gal on TikTok who has like 12 million followers and she opened a t-shirt line or whatever and did not sell like a single (laughs) t-shirt. And so it's all, it's like failure is inevitable. You can have 12 million followers and still fail at stuff. And so just being comfortable with that and realizing it's not about the failure. It's about how you react to it and what Mm -hmm. happens after that failure. It's about Mm -hmm. getting up on top of it. And I've heard a quote one time that's like, success is standing on top of a pile of your failures. And it's like, oh, that hit home really hard. It does. It does. And we don't want to admit it. We don't want to share it because it's embarrassing. And then we think, oh, our clients won't buy from us if we admit that we failed. And I think the more we can talk about our failures, the more encouraging we can be and the more supportive we can be to others. As a business owner too, it's it's redefining what failure is. Because before I think I would have said failure was I screwed something up so terribly, it's totally unrecoverable. Right. And now failure is like, oh, I tried something. It didn't work. Now I know what I'm not going to do again, and I'm going to do something different. It's a totally different mindset. It's a totally different approach. And it's one that I'm trying to fully embrace even more, not just in my business, but with my children, with relationships, with you know, even my opinions or decisions that I make is, oh, I learned something new. I'm not going to do it that way again. (laughs) So I think we have to approach that in our business with just a different mindset. Giving yourself grace and having knowing that you're going to make a mistake and it's going to be okay and that your business is not going to be over and you just have to, even if you make a huge mistake, okay, acknowledge that mistake and move on. And so Mm -hmm. being able to pick yourself up after that failure. So you have to figure out how to work through that failure, knowing it's going to happen. And then figuring out how to work through it. And then sometimes you have to grieve it. And that's okay. And you've talked about that, Sarah. And I remember there was something you went through a few months ago. And you just, I remember a Voxer with you where you're like, yeah, I sat down and I cried today. And I was really sad about it. And it was really hard. Mm -hmm. And then I allowed myself to take this day. But Mm -hmm. then the next day, I moved on. Mm-hmm. And you have to grieve that sometimes. It mm-hmm. might be a big mistake. It might be monetary. It might be the, the death of a part of your business that you really love or something like that. But acknowledging it, allowing yourself to grieve, but then starting over again. That's the difference between business owners who make it and those who just quit and give up. And Absolutely. I know you said this in a previous episode that um, you heard a, a very successful business owner say, if you don't want to give up at least once a year in your business, then you probably aren't trying hard enough. And or you're think, doing it wrong. Or you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. And so that is all normal. And yes, you have to feel all the feels and then you have to move on. And you can't let the fear of failure prevent you from taking the risk in the first place, which I also see business owners doing. It's like, well, how can I just not have to fail at anything? Well, you're just going to fail at business in general because you have to be familiar with this and, and be comfortable with it and be willing to talk about it and be willing to experience everything that comes with it when we fail. There's so much goodness in that, you guys. It is... Being a business owner is hard and we realize that and we know that. We want to encourage you that other people are going through this. You are not the first person to do this. You're not the first person to fail. And that fear of failure can really hold you back. I know it's held me back a lot of different times. And Mm -hmm. there's been times where I'm like, I've tried all this. I've done this. It didn't work the first time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you can't have that kind of attitude. You've got to just keep on going. You've got to just keep on going. Yeah. So I sat down and I wrote a list of things that I thought would be helpful 
for to help you see that you're successful or to create some achievable success markers that are good for you and not just what the world says. So mm-hmm. here's a top 10 list. I love a good list. And I'm just going to run through these really quickly to help you kind of figure out ways to be successful and to kind of mark those off. So number one, we've already talked about set an achievable goal. Set that thing that take an inventory, write those, write down your achievements of what it looks like for success. Number two, write down some daily wins. You guys, you've got to make daily progress or you're never going to get to that goal. You're never going to get to that success. So it's writing down, hey, I, I wrote five pages in my book today. I created a new cake flavor today. I, I did this email sequence that was really hard today. So at the end of your day or the end of your week or the end of your month or quarter, however you revisit those goals or success markers or whatever, write down the wins. Like you have to success, you have to celebrate those successes. We have a whole episode on celebrating, but it's not dumb to celebrate little things along the way. In fact, that's what keeps you going. And celebrate that you made a failure and now you know what you're going to do differently. <laughs> That's also a celebration. You can practice gratitude. Um, I hear people talk about it all the time and I always think, oh, it can't be as simple as just being grateful. But it's what the Bible tells us is to be grateful, to to thank God that I woke up today. I have another chance to try this again. Um, I, I can be grateful that God is faithful to me even when I'm not faithful to him. There are so many things that we can be grateful for and that just really shifts your perspective. It, it shifts your mindset and where your focus is. And then I think number five that you have listed here is really hard for me about being flexible and allowing for change along the way. I I like to have routines. I like to have a plan. I like to have a protocol. This is what we do. This is how we follow it. Well, if it's not working, then I got to be flexible and I got to be willing to change that. And I got to be willing to make those decisions midstream and do them quickly and not get stuck in analysis paralysis. And so often we just keep continuing with something, even if it's not working, because you're like, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make this square peg fit in this round hole. Stubborn. And it's like, but if that's not working, you have to realize, you know, you might have to make some tweaks along the way. Now, that doesn't mean giving up. And that doesn't mean just like changing things completely. You have to evaluate and be smart about it in your business, but you have to be flexible and realize that you know, success, success markers change, things change in your business. And so you have to kind of be flexible, which can be really, really hard. Number six, this is one that you kind of have to go back to number one again, but remember what matters to you most. What Mm -hmm. matters most to you? Is it your identity in Christ? Is it your flexibility in your business? Is it being able to pick up your kids from school when they're sick? What matters most? Being Naming what matters most. The lazy genius always says this. We love the lazy genius. Name what matters most. You have to know that thing and you have to be able to keep that priority in check Otherwise, you're not going to be successful. And be confident in what yours is because, yes. Lisa, yours is different than mine. And that's sure. fine. Yep. And and we don't all have to be the same. And you don't have to just copy what other people are doing because that isn't going to resonate with you and be important to you. Number seven, keep getting back up. This is a hard one. Over you have to over. keep going over and over. Like I said, your st- success means you're standing on a pile of your failures. And so mm-hmm. you fail, you get up. You fail, you get up. You fail, get up. So keep getting back up. Number eight, this one is one that we all struggle with a lot, but you need to speak kindly to yourself and not beat yourself up like you're terrible, you're dumb, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not successful. You know, using those negative words in there of those can really hold you back. You know, your your thought process, you think 
I don't know what it is, like 40,000 thoughts per day or something like that. And like 90% of them are the exact same ones you thought yesterday. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a little convicting? Mm -hmm. So if you're telling yourself that you're not successful or that you're terrible or that you're bad or that you're going to fail, then you're telling yourself that over and over and over day after day. And then you start to believe it. And that Mm -hmm. is not what God calls us to. And that's not what God wants for us. So speak kindly to yourself. (laughs) And be with people who can help you remember that. That they speak kindly to themselves too, because that will rub off on you as well. Number nine, you can't outserve your people. So keep doing that. (laughs) That's a good reminder. Just keep serving. Just keep serving. And the more you serve people and give, the more it's going to come back to you, the more it's going to, you know, people are going to realize that you are a person to be trusted and that you are a person of your word and that you are consistent. And those things are all huge for business owners. So making sure you outserve as much as you can, which can be hard, but it's, it's always a good principle. And last but not least, this is such an important one. Don't be distracted by the world. Remember who you are. Remember why you started to do this. Don't get the shiny object of like, well, success means that I have to make seven figures or six figures or that I have to have 20 team members or that I have to outsource everything or that I work from the beach two hours a week. Like, don't be distracted by those things. Do what God has called you to do and what he has put in front of you. And that is so important. One of our early episodes that we have, I was trying to find which number it is, we'll have it in the show notes, was all about how, why is no one talking about $1,000 months? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that success might be, I just need to make $1,000 to help cover our health insurance in our family. Great. Yep. That's your definition of success. Don't look at everybody else. The only other one I would add, if I had a little asterisk on this list, is to look at the long view. God plays the long game. I love that that there's this juxtaposition in the book of Genesis or no, in the book of uh, Exodus where um, Moses is up on the mountain and the people are down with Aaron and they build the golden calf and the people down building the calf say, this is taking forever. Moses is up on the mountain forever. And what God says to Moses up on the mountain is, they quickly turned (laughs) to the idols. And there's this different definition of time. We think it's very slow and God thinks it's very fast. And so we, in this success, looking at our success, we have to take the long view. Where have I come in the last year? How, How has God walked with me in my business? How have my failures helped me build my business and take that long view and not just stay so so stuck in our day to day and what the numbers say and how we're feeling? We've got to pull back and see that that big view and look at it the way that God looks at it with his timing. And you talk about this, too, in your program, too, is like you have to give something 90 days, at six least. months, a year to make it work before you really start seeing dividends. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. We talked about instant gratification in another Mm -hmm. episode. But knowing you're right, the long game is so important. It's like, I just want to give up. I've been doing this for Mm -hmm. six months with nothing. And it's like, yeah, you have. You got to keep going. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people. And then you look back back and they're like, oh, three years ago I started this. I'm like, oh, it took you three years to get there. Now you're you're making a million dollars, but you had to do it consistently for three years in order to get there. So we're not saying if you do something for three years, you're going to make a million dollars. But – um, you know, it's not this overnight success that everybody says mm-hmm. that it is. It is yeah. the long game. Yeah. I just want to flip the script a little bit in talking about success, what the world looks like and what it what it looks like to other people and good leaders, how they recognize this. So I was reading a story about Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Their food is so delicious. <laughs> Lord's chicken. The Lord's chicken. So 
I'm just going to read this to you. This is from the perspective of a guy who worked for Chick-fil-A back in the 80s when they were starting their heyday. You know, Chick-fil-A has not always been a huge business. It has really grown in the last 25 years, I would say. You know, it's not like McDonald's has been around for, you know, almost 100 years. They have had to really break into the market. So here's what here's what the story is. Chick-fil-A used to place coupons in newspapers to encourage people to try our food. And I simply got too aggressive with one of the promotions during my second year there in 1982. At the time, I was not knowledgeable enough about the implications that this would have on our operations, and it blew up big time. We spent every dollar allocated for the food giveaways and wound up $2 million over our budget. I went to Jimmy, my boss, and apologized for it, and his response flabbergasted me. He said it was part of the decision, that he was part of the decision as well, and I shouldn't worry because Chick-fil-A had just invested $2 million into my education. Dang. That kind of makes me feel better because I've made some big mistakes, but I've never made a $2 million mistake. (laughs) I know. And back, I mean, this is in the 80s. $2 million was a lot of money than now. I just love that perspective the boss had that was like, no, you didn't make a $2 million mistake. We made a $2 million investment in your education. Mm -hmm. And so often we look at success like, I didn't hit that. I didn't reach that milestone. I didn't hit that mark. It was like, but look at what you did do. You mm-hmm. learned this thing. You got halfway there. You made way more money than you would have if you would have just been sitting on your butt at home mm-hmm. doing nothing. So sometimes we just have to flip the script in our mind of what success looks like and what failure looks like and how progress is actually the name of the game more than success. I bet that this gentleman never made that mistake again. And I bet that Chick-fil-A does their coupons a little differently now. Right. I don't even think they do coupons anymore. (laughs) You used to be able to buy those calendars for like 10 bucks at Christmas time. And then you got coupons every month for the whole year. The good old days. The good old days. (laughs) This truly is something that you need help with because we're business owners. We are home alone. A lot of times we're working on our own in our business and we get stuck in that loop like you're talking about. You were talking about, Lisa, mm-hmm. where we just tell ourselves the same things over and over. You need a friend, a confidant, a biz bestie. We have an episode that we refer to all the time about this because you need someone who can say like this boss did, hey, Sarah, hey, Lisa, you didn't make a mistake. You made an investment into what you're going to not do in your business again or how to do this differently into your education. And so we need those people. We need to be doing this in business. And if you don't have that biz bestie, we would love for you to join us on Instagram. Lisa and I are on there all the time. We love to interact and hear from you about what you're doing in your business. Hey, I need some help. I made this mistake in my business. I feel like a failure. I'm ready to quit. Lisa and I would love to encourage you and pray for you. And one of the ways that we do that, it takes an investment on your part, but it will be well worth it. It will pay off in dividends. And hey, it's not a $2 million investment. Uh, it's, right. a small, it's a right. small investment spending an hour with us on what we call an empowerment call, because we would love to help you break down your business to look at where you are having success and maybe where there are some tweaks that need to be made so that you can ultimately be achieving what is most important to you. So hop on an empowerment call with us. We love to do this with you and for you and to walk alongside you in your business because you simply cannot do this alone. It can get really frustrating in your business to feel like you're a failure, to not know where to 
go to not even know what your success markers are and to have somebody come alongside you and go, hey, no, you are doing this right. Or, hey, let's just tweak this little thing. Maybe you have this thing that's really great and it just needs a little tweak to it or it needs a little change. You need to be able to, you know, do number five and be flexible and change along the way. Mm -hmm. But having somebody be able to speak that into you from an outside perspective, because so often we're so in the business that we don't even know. I mean, there's definitely been times where Sarah and I have gone back and forth and I like mind blowing of like, oh, I never thought of it like that before. So having somebody to walk alongside you, these empowerment calls are so helpful for you. So you can sign up in the link in the show notes to get more information about that. And we would love to help you in your in your process and be a part of your journey. We hope this episode today was encouraging to you. Go write your definition of success, post it somewhere, heck, share it on Instagram so that you can have some accountability and you can remember what is really most important to me? What does success look like for me? And then when I fail, I just get back up because what I'm shooting for is so important. I'm not going to quit or give up. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week on the next episode. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way.